0: Welcome to another What's Up podcast. This is Becca Martin-Brown, the Features Editor for the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette, and I'm excited and nervous at the same time to be joined today by Sarah Davis Buechner, whose resume as a pianist runs from here to there and includes Juilliard and top prizes in all the world's premier to piano competitions. And she's in Northwest Arkansas for a residency with the Arkansas Philharmonic and has already performed at the Walton Arts Center in Fayetteville and at the Momentary in Bentonville. And she'll perform an evening of Mozart Thursday at Crystal Bridges. I'm also joined by Courtney Lanning, who is an editorial writer and film critic for the Arkansas Democrat Gazette and a dear friend of mine. She's also a member of the LGBTQ community in Fayetteville and a published novelist. Hi, guys. Good morning. Hi there. So I'm hoping I can ask this first question and then sit back and listen.
1: Uh-oh. <laughs>
0: I'll, I'll do my best. <laughs> okay.
1: Uh-oh. Yeah.
0: So whether you're an internationally known pianist or an up and coming author, is it important to also be known as trans or queer or is it a label that you don't particularly want in the introduction? <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's a very funny uh, question to put to myself because i remember at the time of my own transition some 25 years ago i sort of morbidly told people i said it doesn't matter how well i play the piano or what i do in music my obit is going to say you know sarah davis buchner transgender pianist and i, I said that kind of uh, bitterly but times have changed and i've changed as well and uh, i think that it is a label that is what it is, um, but uh, in terms of its importance, I think that sort of comes and goes. It falls and rises like the tide. And uh, the tide being what it is, I think, at this moment in our country's history, I think it's more important than ever to stand up and say, yes, I'm transgender. I'm proud of being transgender. And in fact, to be trans is to be a gift, as is any kind of creation. It is to be a gift. And um Something to celebrate um, at a time when it seems so much of the country uh, doesn't seem to know who we are, what our lives are about, or what our needs are. Uh, so I, th- I think of that as as a kind of an ongoing second career uh, to music. And uh, no, I I I'd, 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 I'd be happy to have that op bit now. However, I don't want the op to appear soon. Okay, I'll put that <laughs> Not <one>. tomorrow. <laughs> yeah.
0: Courtney, <yeah. laughs> weigh in
1: here.
2: You know, I I think it's a tough question. Um, And I think there's a lot of nuance to it, depending on which letter or letters of the LGBTQ plus community you happen to identify with. Um, I think today, uh, transgender individuals are are going through the ringer in certain states of this country harder than others as legislatures push laws that are designed to discriminate and codify trans erasure. Um, I think it's it's difficult to have that label, depending on where you are. So some people are more comfortable trying to fly under the radar. Um, they may just want to quietly live their lives and, and hope, hope other people don't realize that they're trans, especially if they have passing privilege. Um, I think after the Supreme Court legalized gay marriage here in America, um, for a while, gay and lesbians were going through... A, tough time in the spotlight as states tried to struggle with that, that codification and legalization of, of marriage. And I feel like maybe that's cooled off just a little bit now as, as times have changed and people have become more accepting. Um, and so I, I think, I hope in a few more years, maybe five, six, seven years or sooner, um, maybe trans people will be where, where they are um, and there won't be so much negativity and spotlight on their identities. Do you care, Courtney, if,
0: like, if you're introduced, hi, this is Courtney Lanning. She's an editorial writer, she's a film critic, she's a published novelist, and oh, by the way, she's queer.
2: Is it part of what you want people to know about you? Yeah, I guess I kind of go back and forth depending on where I am. Um, Arkansas, it's, I mean, to be, to be, perfectly honest, it's not safe to go around introducing yourself that way in certain parts of the state. Right. Um, I'm I'm fine introducing myself that way in Fayetteville or Eureka Springs, but would I do the same in Russellville or, you know, uh, different parts of the state? It just kind of depends on where I am and, and what crowd I'm in.
0: Sarah, have you ever been in a situation where you were scared because people knew you were trans uh
1: absolutely i mean shortly after my transition back in 1998-99 I actually i went on a date and a man attempted date rape. me i actually had to jump out of a car oh my god so uh i uh, uh i'm quite familiar with some of the uh, the demonization one could take it b- by the way the man knew that i was trans and i think seemed to feel that because i was trans that i must be a prostitute and therefore It was uh, I mean, the words he used, I'm not going to tell that whole story here, Um, but that was a vivid and stark introduction to uh, uh, to a different kind of life than the one that I had known when I was just closeted. And uh, I am acutely aware of the danger to trans people. I mean, we can can read off a litany of trans abuse, humiliation, murders. I've been fired from jobs for no good reason. I was paid not to appear at a concert once. Um, you know, these, these kind of horrible things happen. Um, but I try to focus less on being angry because there's that there's that's there's no end to that. You know, you can be just angry about a lot of things all the time. Energies are much better focused on making improvements and fighting for progress. Um, and uh, I understand exactly what Courtney is talking about. There are parts of this country where, no, it is, it is not a smart idea to stand up and say, I'm a trans individual. At the same time, ironically enough, I think, you know, wearing a t shirt that says, come out, come out, wherever you are, is, is in a, I mean, metaphorically speaking, is our best. Uh, defense towards uh, towards the uh, goal of acceptance. I mean, a lot of the um, people who were against gay marriage, for example, you know, that that opposition has just faded as more and more people know people who are uh, who are gay and married and in their own families, you know, and uh, at this point in time, 25 years after my transition, I have family in Atlanta. I have family in Japan. Uh, and, and, you know, in places that I would never expect to, uh, just because, uh, this is the melting pot and the more of a melting pot we can see that it becomes is, uh, is a very, very big help to us being known and understood and visibility is terribly, terribly important.
0: 25 years is a long time. I mean, you did this mm. in a whole different world.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes. yes is it well. better? Oh, it's better and worse. I mean, I'm I'm also a student of history, and I'm I'm not inclined to think that things necessarily get better. They shift, they change. You know, sands and sand and time and tide go in and out. Um, at the time that I transitioned, it was after the first few years of the internet, which enabled me to get the knowledge I needed about who I was and what my situation was. I was so consumed with uh, fear and a kind of a self-loathing from just not knowing what it was that that that. Led, that was my gender dysphoria, as as it's sometimes called, and being dragged to Freudian psychotherapists and told, mm-hmm. you know, any, any number of horrible things about myself. That, that was, what, you know, I was really told that I was a very sick person. Uh And indeed, in the 1940s, 50s, 60s, I mean, you know, gay people were often taken to hospitals and lobotomized. I mean, just mm-hmm. just ghastly crimes against humanity. So. That's all changed. That's all very, very different. And mostly I'm so encouraged by our wonderful young people who seem to be uh, wholly accepting and, you know, vigorously uh, offensive about I mean, on the offense, not offensive, (laughs) on the the offense towards, you know, a better place, a better country, a place where it it, it really matters not, you know, that that we're all in this alphabet soup together. Uh, And I'm very, very encouraged by that. Of course, it's hard not to be discouraged by um, just this wall that seems to be going out of it. And I think the wall is not just about trans people, but just about a certain acceptance of change and, and reality and basic science uh, that, is, that is a real impediment towards uh, our making this a better world for all people and even ensuring the, the health of our planet. You know, we need to, to respect and understand science.
0: Courtney, you're not even thirty yet, are you?
2: Um, thanks for reminding me. I will be turning thirty-one in a couple weeks.
0: <laughs> Happy <laughs> birthday to you! Happy birthday. Yeah. So, it sounds really young from over here. You understand? Well, but what do you hope? What do you hope and see looking forward? Since you're, you're clearly the um, future in this conversation.
2: You know, I just kind of hope we get to a point where people can, can learn to mind their own business. Um, that, that seems like such a small thing that it's so easy to take for granted when you can make your own choices and, and decide to be happy without other people needing to butt in and say, well, actually, you should or you shouldn't or here's what I think. I just I would hope that in the future people can learn to just kind of tend to themselves, figure out what makes themselves happy instead of having to try to police the lives of others um, or pry into things that they think are strange. Um, so that's, that's just the low low bar that I'm setting for the future.
0: <laughs> that's a pretty, it should be pretty simple. I've got one more question for you. No, sure is Is your gender identity always part of your consciousness? I'm going to give you a my metaphor because I don't know how to ask the question. I'm the mom of a kiddo with disabilities, And that's who I am all the time. It's always part of my thinking. Is your gender identity always part of your thinking? or are you just Sarah? Or are you just Courtney? And it creeps in from time to time. Does that make any sense? I'm babbling.
1: I don't think you're babbling. I think it makes a lot of sense. But I, I want to hear what Courtney has to say because I like to hear the young people talk about, um, with this, this, with this very issue.
2: Ah, uh, that's that's a tough one. What's what's with you on a day-to-day basis? Um, you know, I, I think it really is very situational. I think if you are, um. If you're hanging out with friends and you go to get some pizza and you go to the movies or something, I don't think maybe your identities are at the forefront of your mind because you're just you're so focused on being surrounded by people who love you and um, having fun with, with those people. Um, but if you're doing research or if you're out and about and you're surrounded by people you don't know... Um, then I, I think your identities start to come to the surface more and they start to capture more of your attention when your brain just has spare time to think about it. If that makes sense.
1: Yeah, I think it makes a lot of sense. Uh, what, what Courtney says is, is absolutely true. I mean, I'm, I'm, I feel very, very fortunate to spend a lot of my time in the practice room or teaching piano or uh, doing things associated with music. And in the midst of that, gender means absolutely nothing. I I mean, it's, it's, you're just in a whole creative sphere uh, that you're, you're aiming towards the expression of uh, things that really can't even be described in terms of language, but it's, it's the day-to-day things that really never let me forget that I am transgender, say, even talking to you in this interview, you know, I'm, I I make phone calls all the time to airline companies or credit card companies, and they always say, can I help you, sir? Can I help you, sir? There's there's this kind of unspoken gender thing that permeates all of our culture and indeed many cultures, if not most cultures of the world. And at any given moment, you can suddenly be aware that, oh, I don't fit into that binary box you know, uh, and I think it's it's a lot of the work that we have to do is to make that those boxes keep expanding those boxes till someday, hopefully, they just break. You know, and we don't have to feel so so uh, rigorous about putting people into uh, gender boxes. But I think people of any uh, given, uh, you know, uh, what can I say, human human parts. I'm trying to think of a, a good way to put it you know, are confronted with the perils of of nonstop advertising and language restrictions and, as Courtney said, judgmental thinking of others as well uh, that make you aware that, uh, okay, that clan doesn't like my Klan, so how am I going to respond and what am I going to do about that? Um, in earlier times, I very often had to deal with harassment on subways and uh, in public, in New York City, even. Uh, fortunately, I don't find that that's, that's really an issue anymore. I think at least people are aware that that's not okay. So there's been some progress there. Um, but long road to go.
0: How have your conversations been at the two performances, Sarah, that you've already done?
1: I remarkably uh, well. And uh, I, you know, I've lived in new york city i've lived in vancouver british columbia i've lived in japan uh my brother lives in lawrence kansas so i'm somewhat wow. familiar with the midwest but i haven't been here very very much and honestly i i do think that people on the east coast sometimes have a very uh, limited uh, sense of uh, of uh, this part of the country uh so uh, and me too. And and uh, I was I was really kind of blown away by the positive response and and really 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 warm comments and full houses and um, people very happy to hear me play the piano as well as talk about uh, my gender identity my my personal story and also a few thoughts on you know the current situation and. I took a real gamble. I actually used a four letter word and people laughed that, that, That's a good thing. I mean,
0: <laughs> yay. I was, <laughs> We're it, making progress.
1: Yeah. You know, the T Lenny Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, I was very, I was I hap- very happily surprised by, by all of that. Now I'm not sure I would bring that show to, uh, one of the the He mentioned some other areas of Arkansas, you know, you have to be aware of things of course, but, um, I was very, very happily encouraged by uh, what I saw, and particularly, as I said, always the young people. It's the young, it's the younger people, and by that I mean, I mean, I'm sixty-one, so everybody's younger than me. But, <laughs> but, but um, yeah, Trust I, me, that's I feel a, your pain. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, we don't need to talk about that today, but, but. Um, but, I, yeah, engaged in some really interesting conversations with, with uh, young folks who are very, very aware of all the social issues, of the science issues I mentioned, and um, really encouraging.
0: Yay. Yeah. Well, thank you both so much for this conversation. Sarah has one more performance, An Evening of Mozart at 7 on Thursday, July 22nd at Crystal Bridges, and you can make your reservations for that at org. Thank you so much. And this is another What's Up podcast. Please come back for the next one. Courtney.
1: Thank you. Courtney and Aaron, thank you so much. Take care.